Welcome to River City 360, views and news from around Winnipeg. I'm your host, Nolan Bicknell. Joining me, as always, is my co-host, Robert Zirk. Today on River City 360, we are continuing our coverage of Nourishing Potential, which is a great initiative in Winnipeg that's helping Winnipeg kids make healthy food choices. First, we'll hear from Rick Lucia. He's the Director of Community Grants right here at the Winnipeg Foundation. He's been on the show before, but today he'll be talking about the Nourishing Potential uh, initiative and the grants that have been made recently. Then we'll sit down with Danielle Mondor. She's the manager at Fort White Farms, a great organization that's teaching youth about food the old-fashioned way. And finally, from Banff, Alberta, we'll be joined via telephone by Noah Ehrenberg, the convener of Community News Commons, for his weekly roundup of CNC. We've got all this, some great tunes, and much, much more on today's episode of River City 360. Thank you for listening to River City 360. Uh, I think, Robert, we should probably start things off with a song. Let's play a tune. How about uh, This Is Your Song by Don Goodwin, right here on RC360. This is your song. Yes, I'm telling the world there's no living without you. Couldn't be wrong. Cause I wake up every morning thinking about you. When I'm looking at you, I can feel so real loving you madly needing you badly this is your song from the hills of my heart there's a melody playing couldn't be wrong from the way that I feel I think I'll be staying is the wind so am I still in all we both try together make or break it together every day there's something that you say that makes me want to stay makes me want to stay together every day there's something that you say that makes me want to stay makes me want to stay together thinking forever this is your song You're a home for a poem that's a long time coming This is your song Very soon your tune that the whole world's humming There's the wind, so am I Still in all we both try To make it together Make or break it together Every day there's something that you say that makes me want to stay This is your song. This is your song. 
Thank you for listening to River City 360. I'm now joined in studio by Rick Lucia. He's the Director of Community Grants right here at the Winnipeg Foundation. Rick, thanks for joining us. Yeah, good morning, Noel. So we've wanted to talk, we, we have been talking about nourishing potential for the past two or three weeks now, but I wanted to bring on uh, bring you on and talk a little bit get the official voice of sort of the plan for nourishing potential how it's changed in the last three or four years and sort of talk talk numbers let's talk numbers a little bit Uh, so i guess first question how many grants were made uh this past round and uh, like how much money has been given out to our community sure the the uh the last round was in was in may and there were uh 25 applications that we received uh from various programs throughout the city 23 received support which is which is great, I think, because it's uh, that's about a ninety-two percent success rate. So that means when you're applying to us, it's generally a happy experience, not a not an ordeal. Um, and uh, on the of those twenty-three grants, there was one hundred and sixteen thousand four hundred dollars that were uh, was spread amongst those organizations for nourishing potential programs. Wow. Um, and so, uh, what exactly does this mean for Winnipeg kids? What are they learning? How are they How are they advancing? And what are they uh, how are they becoming more healthy? Well, the program uh, the, the program feeds kids, so that so so what it uh, it provides is is some 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 energy, some capacity for for learning. I mean, there's lots of organizations in the city that are providing great programs for kids, but sometimes the kids are coming there um, hungry, and uh, so it's it's extremely important that they get food. So first and foremost, it provides healthy, nutritious food. Uh, the program also really provides a solid grounding in nutrition education, how to, how to make good food choices, how to pick good food. Um, it also gets into even some food handling, how to, how, to, uh, how, to, how, to, how to make sure food is clean, how to dice and, and slice food. Um, so it, it has the feeding capacity, it, it has uh, an, uh, the, the educational capacity to it, um, and then it also has the ability more for the organizations, but it allows organizations to buy equipment that they need to prepare the food. It's almost like uh, the old saying, teach a man to fish, you feed him for a day, but we're teaching kids how to feed themselves, which is going to set the tone for their lifetime. Exactly, exactly. Um, so you've been with the foundation for a very long time. Tell me, how has nourishing potential grow i mean it only started three or four years four years ago four years ago so how's it changed how has it changed since 2011 and what have you seen how have you seen it grow well it's 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 grown in a in a lot of ways uh, nolan it uh i mean it's certainly grown in in terms of its capacity in terms of the fund it it uh originally the goal was set at um uh, that we would try to raise uh, through the community five million dollars wow and and over five years provide one million dollars of grants to community agencies where we stand now is we're just uh, at a market value of just over four million dollars, so we're doing almost quite there. well, almost there. Uh, and we've provided eight hundred eighty-five thousand dollars in grants, so wow. fairly close to the million, and we're hoping to you know to achieve that target. That's about twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen. Okay, that's cool. right. And that's that's in terms of the financial growth. Uh, in terms of uh, growth that we've seen at the community level, uh, the um, there, th- what we're seeing is uh, lots of cooking clubs are popping up at organizations uh, such as uh, Nadinaway, for an, an example, on, on Selkirk Avenue. We're seeing garden plots uh, on the move daycare is an example that uh, garden plots have, have been established. Community gardens and community kitchens, places like Rosbrook House and Knowles. Um, in some organizations, we've seen them completely eliminate prepared packaged foods, um, carbon-laden treats, and sugary drinks out of their out of their offerings. So awesome. some have been have completely dropped that. That's great. Um, 
And it's also uh, provided some employability skills, which was something we didn't necessarily anticipate from the beginning for some of the participants. The older participants are, are getting food handling certificates, and it's providing them an entry into the workplace. That's fantastic. Um, last week, we had a special guest, Jonathan Taves, on River City 360, um, and he's lent his name and support uh, as a donor and as an advocate for nourishing potential. I just wanted to get your opinion on how important it is for Guys like Jonathan, we had Brian Bowman as a supporter, the mayor of Winnipeg, uh, the premier of Manitoba, Greg Selinger, uh, ho- morning host on uh, on the radio, Ace Burpee. They've all pledged their support uh, to nourishing potential. So how great is that to see that it's really sort of picking up steam right now? Well, that's exactly what it's doing with <laughs> that. I mean, the, uh, the, the, the fact that you get people of, of that sort of stature and uh, it, it provides a real profile, it provides integrity to the program. I mean, these... These folks represent organizations that, uh, you know, not only are, are lending verbal support but financial support to the program. Um, it, uh, and it, it just demonstrates that that support comes from a, 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 broad, a broad source across the community. When you get someone like a Jonathan Taves, um, you get a real appeal, I think, to the, uh, to, to, to more the, uh, to the youth as well as adult sure. population, but particularly to a lot of the youth that there's a person who is at a, at a level that uh, you know I think many would strive for and 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 it and it can be done the and, pinnacle. And, his, and that's his message to to the community that it can be done but it's important what you put in your body absolutely that's what he said last week right um so i guess last question what what do you see happening with nourishing potential in the immediate future and in the in the years to come well in the immediate future we'll continue to uh, to uh, do the do the granting that that we're currently doing the the program is is set to officially wind up in 2016 okay but the fund will remain and it will remain with the purpose of nourishing kids so that uh, it w- it will never stray from that it may take a different form that's that's really under discussion right now the format that it's going to take but but the, uh, the 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 endowment that is that has been collected and established will stay with the purpose of of feeding kids and providing nutrition education Great. So if our listeners would like to support Nourishing Potential, there's a multitude of ways you can do it. You can go to our website at www.wpgfdn.org and look up the Nourishing Potential Fund there. You can call us at 944-9474 and make a gift uh, through the phone, or you can do it online. And the easiest way to do it, if you have a smartphone, you can text the word GOAL to 45678, and that'll make an automatic $5 gift right on your uh right on your phone bill. So lots of ways to support Nourishing Potential. Thank you very much, Rick Lussier, for talking to us today about Nourishing Potential. Thanks a lot. Okay, thank you. Thanks, Nolan. Coming up after the break, we'll be joined by Danielle Mondor and Ryan Spence, and they'll tell us all about Fort White Farms. But first, here's the Farmer's Song by Murray McLaughlin right here on River City 360. Dusty old farmer out working your field Hanging down over your tractor wheel The sun beating down turned the red paint to orange and Rusty old patches of steel There's no farmer songs on that car radio Just cowboys, truck drivers and pain Well this is my way to say thanks for the meal I hope there's no shortage of rain Straw hat and old dirty hankies Mopping a face like a shoe 
Thanks for the meal, here's a song that is real From a kid from the city to you Straw hat and old dirty hankies Mopping the face like a shoe Thanks for the meal, here's a song that is real From a kid from the city to you Welcome back to River City 360. I'm now joined by Danielle Mondor. She's the farm manager at Fort White Farms and by Ryan Spence, who's the assistant crew leader at Fort White Farms. Thank you both so much for joining me today. Thanks for welcoming us here. Tell our audience who, maybe if they're not familiar with the program, the farms uh, at Fort White, what is Fort White Farms? Should I start? Uh, Sure. Okay, well, the program is very vast. Um, We run a large number of programs throughout the year uh, at Fort White Alive in Winnipeg. Um, Our programs are based around uh, a sustainable agriculture program where we raise livestock and vegetables uh, in a uh, sustainable way, so we don't use any chemicals and we uh, treat our animals in a humane way. Um, And through that, we provide Uh, employment training and food education to Winnipeg's youth with high schools and after-school programs. Okay. Now, in checking out your website, um, I saw that there were a couple of programs that were geared toward youth, and you kind of alluded to them as well. Uh, So there's a program that takes place during the school year and then a summer program. Could you elaborate a little bit more about those two programs? Yeah, this, the spring and summer program are a little different. The spring program, we work with about 70, Winni- 70 of Winnipeg's youth from uh, various high schools and after school programs or youth serving agencies where we would uh, tie in the Manitoba Sustainable Curriculum to the farm, whether it's uh, related to the passive solar greenhouse we have on site or a kitchen kitchen and nutrition program, or um, laying hens, or uh, pastured pork, or uh, about uh, food issues globally, um, where youth are really uh, encouraged to involve themselves in a hands-on way to learn um, environmental education and uh, and community building and life skills. So Ryan, Tell me a little bit about uh, your experience at Fort White Farms and what is a typical day like at Fort White Farms for you? Uh, So for me, um, I was um, hired during the intern program. So I was picked up from Oak Park and then I applied after the spring spring program. I worked there for a year. Um, The daily um, tasks on the farm is uh, uh, handling livestock, tending gardens and just having fun how are you how are you enjoying it is it um like do you have experience on a farm before or is that all something that you picked up while you were at fort white uh i haven't had any uh previous uh farm experience uh but through that intern program i was uh granted that opportunity to uh work on a farm excellent yeah, and if I, if I can clarify, I realize I wasn't finished my point. From the spring program, we hire uh, 12 or this year 13 interns 
to work on the farm. So whoever is interested in working full time, uh, they would come out Monday to Friday and all agricultural aspects of the farm are run by youth. So whether it's harvesting something, weeding, caring for our animals or, uh, or cooking something, uh, youth are engaged uh, in every daily aspect. It seems that there are a lot of ways that uh, the public can get involved with things that are going on at Fort White Farms as well. Uh, what are some of the ways that, uh, that, they, can, uh, that they can be involved? Well, the farm is the is a is a free place to come at Fort Wade Alive. So uh, we offer a, a variety of ways to plug in. You can just come and visit the animals that we have and, and see our gardens and the way that we operate our farm. Um, we also have workshops that happen once a week on Tuesday evenings that you can partake in to learn about sustainable agriculture, beekeeping, uh, preserving food, uh, that kind of thing. Um, we also have uh, occasional farm tours that you can check out on our website. And uh, a big event that we're really excited to, to share this year is our second annual Harvest Supper. And that happens on September 16th. And tickets just went on sale on our website at fortwhitefarms.com. And I understand there's also the farmer's market as well on Tuesdays. Yeah, we have a, yeah exactly. We have a farmer's market from 12 to 6 every Tuesday. Um, and so that's one way to access the vegetables that we grow on site and you can support all the programs that we, uh, that we provide for youth, um, as well as we run a community shared agriculture program. And the idea behind that is that, uh, sharers would buy a share in our farm at the beginning of the year. And then when the vegetables are ripe, we would harvest whatever is ripe from the fields, wash it and bunch it for you. And you could come and pick it up on our farm and see all the animals and meet the youth that harvest the vegetables and um, and participate in sustainable agriculture that way. Excellent. So uh, to anyone listening, if you want to purchase or, or take part in workshops uh, for food in a sustainable way and also uh, give back uh, or contribute to a, to a really great cause, uh, be sure to check out Fort White Farms. So that again, that's fortwhitefarms.com is the website? Yeah. All right. Excellent. So thank you so much, Danielle Mondor, farm manager at Fort White Farms, and to Ryan Spence, assistant crew leader at Fort White Farms, for joining me today. Thank you. Thanks, Robert. And thank you to Danielle and Ryan. Like they said, if you want more information about Fort White Farms, you can go to www.fortwhitefarms.com. Thank you for listening to River City 360. I'm now joined by via telephone by Noah Ehrenberg. He's the convener of Community News Commons, and he's joining us from the Banff Center in Banff, Alberta right now. Noah, thanks for joining us. Hey, it's great to be with you. So how's the uh, weather in Banff this, this fine morning? Uh, it's, it's actually really nice here. I'm, uh, I've been out here for a bit um, just looking at ways to innovate uh, Community News Commons and making it an even bigger and better project for uh, the community in Winnipeg. I can't wait to hear all the ideas you've got. That sounds great. But uh, in, the mean- uh, very exciting. in the meantime, why don't you tell us what's happening on CNC this week? Well, there's a lot of theater news. Um, in uh, with Winnipeg, Fringe and everything, yeah. Absolutely. So uh, we have, um, you know, a number of different citizen reporters who are out in the community uh, doing uh, some fringe reviews. And um, there will be uh, several of them published over the next uh, couple of weeks as the fringe unfolds. A lot of exciting theater um, that um, goes until the end of July. Mm -hmm. And um, there's um, some very good reviews. There's one that was just posted uh, about Miss Sugarcoat um, and her beaver pat. uh, Oh, yeah 
gracing the PTE's Colin Jackson studio, and Tannis Kyle has a has a quite an interesting review about it, and then suggests that the uh, maybe Winnipeg's improv community might show up and um, have some fun there because uh, there's a lot of audience participation in that particular uh, production. So there should be a lot of fringe uh, reviews coming mm-hmm. uh, in the in the days ahead as well. Great. So uh, earlier in the show, we spoke with two members of the. Uh, Fort White Farms, and I understand that Winnipeg Harvest is also also has a, a pretty interesting project called Grow a Row that CNC covered. Yes, that's right. Uh, Suzanne Hunter, uh, citizen reporter uh, with CNC, uh, looked at um, Winnipeg Harvest Grow a Row uh, program, which essentially started back in 1986 oh, wow. uh, when a couple of local gardeners um, had an abundance of potatoes that they had grown in their garden, and they donated them to Winnipeg Harvest okay. and. Um, you know, that was something that uh, started the program, uh, and um, Harvest, uh, Winnipeg Harvest encourages gardeners to basically grow extra produce that can be donated to them. And so uh, this is uh, extended to uh, Winnipeg workplaces. And so uh, oh. Suzanne Hunter, the uh, citizen reporter, uh, she works at the Winnipeg Free Press, as it turns out, and um, she um, looked at how the Free Press uh, employees have embraced uh, gardens at their workplace uh, as well as other um, workplaces where people are growing extra food, extra vegetables, and then donating it to Winnipeg Harvest. It's a great initiative and uh, provides a lot of help in our community. And uh, speaking of eating healthy, I understand that there are some stories on CNC that pertain to the Nourishing Potential program, which we've been covering uh, on RC360 the past couple of weeks. Yes, that's right. Uh, Community News Commons uh, over the course of the next couple of months uh, is featuring stories about uh, different agencies in town that have uh, benefited from uh, nourishing potential grants from the Winnipeg Foundation. And there's a lot of great stories about the huge impact that the Nourishing Potential Fund is having on the ability of different agencies and organizations in town to provide um, healthy alternatives, healthy options for the kids that uh, that, uh, are in those programs to eat, uh, and to you know, create and make and eat great food. So it's a it's a terrific uh, series that we're running over the course of the next couple of months, and uh, I hope that uh, readers are um, you know will take that in because uh, there's some very good information there. Yeah, and, and the best part about it is it's not just giving kids healthy food; it's teaching them how to grow and how to prepare and how to understand what it means to to be healthy and to to live a healthy lifestyle it's fantastic yeah and, and that's the that's the greatest thing about the nourishing potential grants is that uh, it really does allow for kids to grow up in an environment where they understand the benefit and the, you know the impact that healthy food has on their lives and um and they learn to love it at an early age and that makes a huge difference for the uh, for their future as we like to do every week, we try to bring our listeners some 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 local talent. And I understand that there's someone playing at a local festival that you wanted to uh, showcase this week. Yeah, that's right. Um, the, there's a festival called the Matlock Festival of Music, Art, and Nature, and it happens in Matlock, Manitoba, at the uh, end of August, uh, August 28th to 30th this year. And uh, Brett Nelson is uh, one of the performers there. Uh, the festival, by the way, is going to be looking at water um, as an issue. Uh, they, the, fo- the festival focuses on a lot of different uh, uh, community issues, and uh, there's a lot of workshops around nature and art. And, of course, there's a lot of uh, live music, and one of the performers mm-hmm. will be Brett Nelson, um, who is um, 
uh, he's known to Winnipeg audiences. He's been around for, uh, for, for quite some time. Um, he's an independent singer-songwriter and guitarist. Who's, he's been traveling and writing for many years. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has a really interesting uh, sound and uh, you know, uh, great um, influences, including uh, Greg Brown, Mississippi John Hurt, Richard Thompson, those types of uh, influences cool. on, on his career. And he's, uh, he's really uh, coming into his own as a Can- in the Canadian folk music scene. B- before, so we get we to, would, before we get to yeah. Brett, how about you tell our listeners how, where they can find information about Matlock Festival? Oh, uh, for sure. Matlock Festival is uh, we're on, uh, it's on Facebook as well as uh, matlockfestival.ca. Um, Perfect. And um, the, you can uh, there's ticket information there as Great. well as lots of information about the musicians. Cool. So I thought we'd uh, take a listen to uh, one of Brett N- uh, Nelson's tunes. Uh, this is from the uh, Brett Nelson Winter Tour EP, and uh, the name of the song is Broken Chair. And um, we'd like to feature that uh, here on River City 360 on CJNU 93.7 FM. Hollywood's in Winnipeg, turning Wolseley into Cleveland. It's a shining autumn day, we're the same. And the wind feels like the That's a wrap on this week's episode of River City 360. Thank you very much for listening, and a big thank you to all of our guests, Rick Lucier, Danielle Mondor, Ryan Spence, and Noah Ehrenberg. If you'd like to hear more views and news from around Winnipeg or listen to any of our past episodes, please visit rivercity360.org. River City 360, views and news from around Winnipeg, is a project of the Winnipeg Foundation in partnership with Community News Commons and CJNU 93.7 FM. Please give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. So you can call 204-944-9474, extension 290, and leave us a comment about the show. You can request a song, uh, suggest a topic for a future show, or just let us know how we're doing. Uh, So that's 204-944-9474, extension 290. We're also on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, you can find us at River City 360 on Twitter. Or on Facebook, you can just search for River City 360. And you can find us that way as well. And uh, send us a tweet or a post. Hollywood's in Winnipeg Turning Wolseley to Cleveland 
Nolan Bicknell for RC360. And I'm Robert Zirk. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next week. Have a great Sunday. Thank you.